Uh, okay, Jane, it's time for, time for clips. Uh-huh. There's, uh, there's, just gonna be, there's, there's a lot of the Coblins. There are a lot of the Coblins, I know, but I've, I've put down the video game in order to the clips. My Switch is down there. Well, there's a lot of the Coblins later. There are a lot of the Coblins, and there'll still be a lot of the Coblins later. I have to save Hyrule. There will still be Hyrule to save when, when we finish Quirps. Yeah, we play words and listen to things, that's what we do, and then, then there's Gits and, and us, we're the Queer Translated. We have a Quirps to do, please! The microphone is rolling, we're going! Okay, we must. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer Age and Pleasant Strangers. Age of Calamity, Strang- all that. <laughs> queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast, two queer trans ladies. We talk about what we've done in the week. Age, Age of Calamity. Calamity. Um, <laughs> as well as do silly voices and skits. How are you this week? Age of Calamity. I'm glad you're enjoying... Should we just... Age of Calamity. See, here was me thinking, oh, should we do like an extra Age length... Age of Calamity. Should we do an extra length episode because we missed last week? I think on the opposite end, I think this might be... Do you want to do a really short episode so you can play some more Age of Calamity? Age of Calamity. So, things we've played this week. Age of Calamity. Yes. Tell me about Age of Calamity. It's all the things I enjoyed from Breath of the Wild, but there's no weapon degradation. <laughs> 10 out of 10 game of the year. Is, is that your full summary? 10 out of 10 game of the year. So for anyone who's unaware, Age of Calamity is a prequel game, um, a prequel to Breath of the Wild. But I mean, mechanically, it's a sequel to Hyrule Warriors. It's the gameplay of Hyrule Warriors, yes. but it's the plot is... What if we played through that bit that we kept saying, oh, a hundred years ago, there was a really good story. You're a bit late for it. But... What if there was wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey bullshit involved in in the hundred years ago from Breath of the Wild? Uh, just, just answer me this. Mm-hmm. Early on in the game, we had a theory that it might be similar to another game from earlier this year. Does that seem to be the case? Getting real vibes of that! Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I assumed that would be the case. As soon as the game opened with some time travel, I was like, oh, oh I, god, it's uh, Final Fantasy VII remaking. But that's not hampering your enjoyment. <laughs> no, not at all. No, <laughs> it's, I, I enjoyed Hyrule Warriors Deluxe Edition very much. Yes, I you, mean, it you played, desperately needs Linkle. You played, like, Hundreds of hours hundreds of Hyrule Warriors. It, for, for a while, it was every morning I would come down and you'd been awake for an hour already playing that. Yep. There I was on the couch, dilator in. Yeah. <laughs> Hyrule Warriors and Age of Calamity, if anyone's unaware. There's what if a, Dynasty the, Warriors? Yeah, what if Dynasty Warriors but Zelda? There's a billion enemies. Go beat up a million Bacoblins and then like one Lionel shows up and you're like, oh, now we've got to fight. Oh god, those white main lionels. <laughs> uh, definitely seems to have a smaller roster than Hyrule Warriors did. Um, I'm trying to remember how many there were by the end. Oh, Hyrule Warriors had like a billion characters by the end. There was a definitive edition though. Okay. So I mean, it had all of the ones from like that. Had, I believe it, there'd been some DLC involved, and yeah. also there was all the ones from the Game Boy version. Uh, the 3DS version. 3DS version. Yeah. So there was a certain degree of that, but like this is definitely... Don't play Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on Switch and then go, yes, this will be the same size roster as that. 
Um, I'm sorry, just trying to calculate roughly how many there are without saying names. Well, in the in the new one. Yes. Link, Impa, Zelda. Yep. Anyone else you can think of off the top of your head? What, in the new the one? Cast? Link, Impa, Zelda, Daruk, um, Mifa, R- Mifa Rivali, Obosa, um, Obosa um, Hestu, I think we can say Hestu. I think we can say Hestu. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's at least another four characters on top of that. Okay, that's more than I was anticipating. Okay, um, but yeah, how how you how you how you finding it? It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, finding it very difficult to do anything else. I I've been very envious because you have had more ability to play this than I have because yeah. I've been stuck in in book work. It's a lot of I've been in like book editing and audio book editing, and every time I come downstairs, you're playing it, and I'm like, oh. Mm. I, it's not fair. I'm the one with the video game job, and I am falling behind on the video games. Because you also have other job. Yeah, I know, but I want to play the video game. It's a very good video game. It's a very, very good. I want to be playing that video game like twenty four seven. It's real. It's real addictive. It's, it's got a good loop. It's it's got a very good just mm, just one more mm, just one more mm, just one more every, mm, just one more every time happens. every time you do a story mission. It then goes, hey, let's go back to the uh, the world map, which, unlike Hyrule Warriors, which is very menu-driven, this is like, oh, it's the Breath of the Wild map. We're just going to drop, like, another 15 side quests on it. Go do those! Oh, you did those? Oh, you did one more, you did one more main story quest? Ah, oh, here's another 30 things. Yeah, and some of them are like, do some fighting, and some of them are like, oh, you collected enough Boko Guts, here you go, you've unlocked a new recipe, or you've made some group of people in some part of the world happier. Or one of your characters has a new attack in one of their combo strings or something. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff that was um, done on the map screen, or the the, the adventure mode in yeah. the, in, in Hyrule Warriors. Is now sort of do- dotted through the game rather than a separate mode right at the end, yeah, where it's they... a bit of an infinite... Uh, fight to get through. They've taken the adventure map mode from uh from Definitive Edition and and made it more like hey, what if it was literally just everywhere there was a quest in the original um Breath of the Wild? D- does that seem to be the case? It is. I mean, I don't it's... have the maps to compare, but I am really getting that vibe that by the yeah. end of it we will have like uh, the loading menus have got like here's how many fight missions you've done is yeah. how many like cheering people up missions you've done very much in the same way as here's how many um goddess statue shrines you've done and how many are the uh the the sheikah shrines you've unlocked yeah and there are sheikah shrines as well mm. Mm. well i i'm having real a real good time with it i I want to be doing it while I'm doing other th- things all the time. So, like, we will get to watch a little bit later, and there's yes. a thing we've been binge watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been a very binge heavy week in the time we've had to binge stuff. Yes. It has been binge this show while binging this game at the same time. Because we have very little downtime and we have to squeeze as much in as possible. Well, a bit that, but also, like, it's. It, it both have a very similar level of, like, of bingeability. Certainly. Although I feel like I would have not missed some quite important things at the beginning of the plot. I did have to once or twice <laughs> go like, oh, I'll remember that cutscene. And you're like, wait, what cutscene? I, like, I had to go look up a cutscene on YouTube for you. I was like, you I went... remember bits of this. Apparently I looked up for those ten seconds and completely missed I mean, missed the whole game's cutscenes are on YouTube, so you could just go and spend 20 minutes going, what are the cutscenes? Did I miss I anything see. important? Yeah, um... 
the, and it's a Hyrule Warriors game, so or it's a Warriors game full stop. Like the plot is not the most exciting thing about well, it. I mean, part of it is the plot we already kind of know. We know where well, yeah. we we know ostensibly where it's supposed to end, but we we know like, hey, this is the story that we kind of like told you about previously. Now go live it. And yeah. it's it's nice getting to see to those in Yes. It's it's nice getting to see those interactions fleshed out. Like yes. even if I'm not being surprised by the plot events, at least in the the weekends worth that mm. I played, um, it's nice to get to see these characters interact and be like, oh, it's actually happening in real time. We're not just being told that it happened. We're not just seeing this through a few uh, Sheikah Slate photo memories. We, we get to see it not through the sepia-toned filter. Hmm. It's like, oh, I had some agency in that. Ooh, I remember that cutscene. Yeah, now, <laughs> now I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, and there has been some bits of that. Like, obviously, we we know the major story bits of beats of this game are going to be... They're exploring to try and find out all the ancient technology. They're finding yeah. more information about the ancient technology. The Yeager are being dicks. Yep. The war is impending. The, the war is impending. And any day now, Calamity Ganon is just going to show up. Yep. And Princess Zelda's there like, oh, hey, it really sucks that I can't seem to do the magic that I'm supposed to do that my dad expects me to do. I feel a bit shit about that. Also, maybe I missed something in Breath of the Wild. I didn't realise Zelda was only 16... At, at, like at the hundred years ago point, I, just th- before the war, ages are never really referenced very much Not in really. Zelda games. Like it's literally her seventeenth birthday that Calamity Ganon shows up. Oh wow! What a birthday present! What a you, birthday your dad's present disappointed indeed. in you, and now the world's gone to shit. <laughs> and uh, this is foretold by an adorable egg friend. Ah, oh, the, the egg friend is so good. The egg friend is very. Egg cute. friend is very good. I would I would die for that egg friend. That's a very Hopefully good egg we friend. We won't have to. But Slide I suspect that egg friend, friend is gonna fight. Is probably gonna. I I get hope lost I hope egg friend is secret final playable character. I want to fight as egg friend. <laughs> Turns I... out that egg friend is actually just a fucking tank. Oh yeah, yeah. I fully <laughs> expect like egg friend to be like the MVP of the team. Um, for anyone who's unaware, like imagine BB-8 if it had like four little robot legs. Three. Uh, three. Yep. I thought it had four legs. I've only got three legs. Oh, okay. I can't picture how that works. Um, they sort of walk forward on the front, and the back one just sort of does something ah, like. Okay, well, it's it's a ball with legs, and then it's got like a slide whistle built into it. It talks with, and the a thing comes out at the top of it. What it is robot clanger. Yeah, it it looks like the top of its head is the slide whistle that's making the noise, and it's adorable. I believe headcanon accepted. Yeah, <laughs> it just they stuck a slide whistle in the top. How does it make? How does it make words sound? Well, just put a slide whistle on its head. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in this that is carried over from Hyrule Warriors that I really liked there and I still really liked here. Um, mm-hmm. Break down a bunch of your weapons to power up your other weapons. Yep. Um, if, and other things too. If, if there's a party member that you don't use very often and they've fallen behind on levels, you can just Best. spend money to... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can just spend money to catch them up to the level cap of where your highest level character is. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that is really nice for just, okay, I need that character for this mission and I haven't been bothering to level them. Fuck it, I'll spend some money to do it. One thing I've found a lot more with this one than I did with uh, Hyrule Warriors is that I am actually wanting to play with like a greater variety of characters. Yeah. I found in Hyrule Warriors I was playing with Link a lot because Link is just the most badass of the lot. I, all of them have really interesting move sets that are useful for different things and they all have very varied move sets yeah. um because like 
not only do each of them have, you've got light attack and heavy attack, and you can combo between them, but every character also has um, the the rune attacks that they can do, and so those... Fre- uh, freeze, or oh, Kronos... Um... Uh, time stop. Yeah, uh, cry- Cryonosis? Uh, cry- yeah, Cryonosis, and... Um, uh, fire. <laughs> uh, no, the Magnesis. Yeah, Magnesis. Basically, bombs, magnets, ice, or time stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, while all characters have those four moves, they function very differently depending on which character you're using, yes. which is nice. Like, uh, Link for, for the bombs will throw lots and lots of different bombs and you can sort of control your aiming and sort yeah. of aim where they're going to go. Uh, Rivali, for example, has, like, a row of five that go, like, side to see either side of him and they fire forward in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them creates like a little vortex that shoots a bomb, uh, and that can go quite up in the air. Like the same attack works differently on different characters, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Yeah, and then you've got like just the general individual character stuff, like Obosa, who does the thing where she'll like charge up lightning attacks oh, or yes. get lightning attack power gained from just killing a certain number of yeah. normal enemies. And then some characters will have different movesets depending on what weapon they're using. So like yep. if you give Link a two-handed weapon, his moveset changes so that one of his buttons does like a super mega attack, but he will have like temporary health loss. And then you have to at some point stop what you're doing and press a button to heal that temporary health loss back. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a really cool mechanic that yeah. only exists for that weapon type. Yeah, like, Link's got three whole weapon sets. So swords, two-handed weapons, and spears. And spears. Yeah. He's, he's got three different movesets on one character. Yeah, and then you've got, like, Zelda, who just does, like, constant little versions of all of the, the runes. Yeah, like, you can sort of chain them together, and Which... then... At whatever point in the chain that she hits the big attack, the next thing that would have come up is the one that gets a big form with the heavy attack. And also, like, just the the way that works on the stronger enemies. Yeah. Because they all do this thing where they'll telegraph that they're about to do an attack that can be blocked by this particular rune. Yes. So with most characters, it's like, well, I don't want to use my runes until I see that thing flash up. Yeah. But with Zelda, you can just go, fuck it, I'm just going to keep doing stuff because I'll do a little version which will, like, throw them out a little bit. Yeah. Just, it, like, it's not necessarily as strong or but it's, as it's enough to break them out of their attack animations often mm-hmm. and like Rivali can just straight up fly and has a whole different move set in the air which is great it, and it's considerably stronger but I yeah. suppose that makes sense because Ryuto yeah and it's really good for stuff like uh, the whiz robes that fly just above the ground it's really convenient to be able to just air fight them yeah and then you've got um, we haven't even got as far as the the um, uh, the divine beasts Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. I think it's okay to talk about this because it was in some trailers at some point. Uh, the Divine Beasts, those big robots that were entire dungeons in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you can, you can, you can do sections where you play as them and yeah. absolutely decimate thousands of enemies with big yeah. lasers, and it's great. Want to, want to, you know, just stomp around as a big yeah. elephant? Do you want, do you want some power fantasy of being a million miles up shooting lasers at an elephant's, t- uh, uh, an elephant's trunk at some moblins? Yeah. Oh, there's a whole army that just got wiped out by my trunk laser. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want to go, you know, stomping around on the top of a volcano as some kind of 
chameleon lizard thing just stomping on shit. <laughs> uh, do you want to uh, go oh flying like uh, once the, you get the other two. Oh the the bird one is the best. The bird is great. The camel was really fun as well. Yeah. I've not tried the camel yet. I've not had a chance at the camel but I I knew it was probably coming. Yeah, you, you get a go on all of them and then there's like separate missions where you can do like a little bit more with that. And then there's like revisiting all of those things and then there's story stuff where those things come back in again. So you get a good chance to play with them all. Yeah, yeah. I have really fallen deep down the rabbit hole of this game. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just so Moorish. Yes. I I think that this one does a much better job than Hyrule Warriors did of um we talked about the fact that all of the adventure mode stuff from the first game that used to be just at the end, go do this all in one big chunk, is sprinkled more throughout the game as you go now. And yeah. I, I feel like that has really helped encourage me to actually do that stuff because yeah. it's not just one terrifying blob at the end of the game. Yeah, because I, th- I think separating that out as a whole separate section, it kind of made sense because they wanted to tie that into the original Legend of Zelda maps. Yeah. I get what they were going for. For me, it didn't work. No, like, I I only ever played the original Legend of Zelda map. Yeah, and I didn't even finish that. Yeah, it is load. It's tons of work. Like, I don't know anyone. I know. I know. Like one person, I think, who's been through all of the maps. Yeah, but they don't have a job. <laughs> I I never even played them very much. I I did a few rounds and was like, ah, this feels like a lot to start, and I just kind of backed out. Yeah, whereas now it's like, oh yeah, I'll do fifteen side quests before the next story quest because it's just a you few need little it to level up. It's just a few little flashing yellow lights. I'll go do those. It's fine. Well, it's it's that and the fact that like the next story mission might be ten levels above what you currently yeah. are, so it wouldn't hurt to just go. Oh, I'll pop over there and get like an extra um, special attack bar yeah. for my character, or I'll go over there and get and, like and the an re- extra. Yeah. Um, recipe and the rewards it gives you feel like they're tangibly helping you prepare for the next uh, bit of combat. Like it has felt very well leveled, assuming I do all the side quests. Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. um, I've not really felt like struggling, even though I've not yeah. been doing every single side quest before I've, moving on. I've been going and doing every one that I have the ability to do, uh, not not worrying about the ones that I don't have the items for yet. And I'm like, mm. ah, I'll come back to those. But it's. I've never felt the need to redo a side quest to get more experience before I progress. Yeah, I've never had that, but there has been a few times where I've been like, I will redo something because I want some more of a particular enemy to complete an extra an extra yeah. mission of collect stuff, do thing. Mm. Like, I replayed the entire first level because I was like, oh, I need to get um, like tons of, of Bokoblin uh, trophies or whatever they are they're like little yeah. slips of paper going you've killed this many big goblins <laughs> it's like well where are most of those here's me level 40 redoing the first level <laughs> and just cutting swathes across yeah but at least it does that thing where if there's an item you need to unlock a quest you can just go show me where the re- the rewards I need are yeah as and soon as you get the sensor yeah. it'll do that and that's like really early in the game and then yes. it just flashes up like these ones that are flashing green they'll give you the reward you need yeah and you might not even need to do that if uh, you know if you've got the levels to proceed story wise I wouldn't hang around and keep redoing things. Yeah. Because the story is going to be like, hey, actually there are some Lionels here or there's going to be yeah. a ton of Bacoblins here. That's 100% how I've been treating it, is if I can't do a quest, I'll go do the story quest and I'm sure I'll get the rewards for that later. 
Uh, and then on top of that, we've also got all of the um, Koroks kicking around. Oh, yeah. Much like Breath of the Wild, find a thing that looks a bit out of place, interact with it, you get a Korok seed. Yup. Every dead end in the Yiga kind of <laughs> like, oh, okay, there's a little flower. Oh, there's a glowy thing on the floor. Oh, there's a one of those little windmill things. Yeah. I found a couple in the first couple of levels and you were like, oh, I haven't fucking seen one. Then you got to the Yiga kind, you were like, oh, here they are. They were around every fucking corner. On oh, that, that snowy level where you were like, oh, I found like six here. I found loads over there as well. Like, I've, I've started to get better at finding them, but sometimes I'll just be running along and I'll see like the question, question, question pop up and be like... What? Oh, there's a pinwheel here. I I did not spot that earlier. <laughs> yeah, because there were a billion enemies in the way. Not just a billion enemies, but sometimes you're just moving too fast, and well, a little like, bit of scenery uh, won't be enough. Yeah, a lot of a lot especially of especially playing handheld. Yes, and like a lot of levels have time limits, and it's like get to this place, get there, get there, get there. I just did two big story modes this afternoon, and it was probably an hour of play between the two big ones. Yeah, and it was like. At first, I was I was just I'm playing normally. Okay, yep. I'm gonna kill a couple of whiz robes to get my elements up so that I can use the the yeah. um, rods for that. And then I know because I, I I like died at the end of, of one of them. It was like against a white maned Lionel. Hmm. I was like, oh, okay, uh, well, I probably need a bit more of that. And then I was like, oh no, I keep failing because I'm running out of time. I'm gonna have to start this entire quest again. Oh no, because it has. Uh, like if you restart the battle, it already starts um, some some like essential character on almost no health. Oh. So almost by the time I was getting to the white main line to try and fight it, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I've died. Game over. Oh no! It's like, oh, I'm gonna have to restart like twenty minutes of game for that. Yeah, and oh. once I worked that out, it was like, okay, just charge, do the thing. Yeah. So this game is not. Without its its issues, um, occasionally, as you've pointed out, there checkpointing can be a bit wonky. Um, yeah. And in handheld mode, it definitely struggles in places with its frame rate. It's never been enough to stop me enjoying the game, but like playing it on the TV, it's noticeably like, oh, oh, this is running better. I can't say I've noticed that to be honest, but yeah. I'm not terribly observant apparently. That's okay, but it's... um, like I've not really found that, but like. And and maybe it's the fact that we've had two very high powered brand new consoles in the house yeah. of late, plus new PCs. I've been going a load times on this a little bit. So. I, yeah, it's we've we've both upgraded our PCs <laughs> in the relatively recent past, to, so that we now have SSDs, and we have two consoles in the house that are new shiny consoles with fast SSD. G- going from like <laughs> oh I can I can fast travel in Miles Morales in under a second to. Okay, let me just look at a little YouTube video on my phone while Hyrule Warriors loads up a level. <laughs> yeah, let me... I've been <laughs> spoiled. Well, no, saying that, I did see a great meme the other day of, um, yeah, sorry I haven't responded to any of your texts. Games don't have loading times anymore. <laughs> Games just don't have loading screens anymore. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah, that was... That's been a thing, like... It's... It's the first game I've played in a few months that has had loading screens like this. The first console game I've played in a few months. Like, I, I think... I've not really touched the Switch apart from, like, I played some Mario Brothers 3 yeah. recently I've, and 2. I've been playing console stuff, but again, it's it's largely been next-gen consoles that came in for work, so this is... I, I've been playing Hades. Hades is the little indie game. That's got nice, quick little loading times. Yeah, it's pretty nippy. Like, the thing is, I can forgive the loading times and the choppy frame rate because... Oh my god, they are cramming so much stuff into these mm-hmm. levels. Yeah. Like, 
I am impressed at how accurate a recreation of Breath of the Wild's open world they're able to do with that many enemies in it, with you moving that quickly through it. Absolutely. Like, Breath of the Wild was impressive when you were wandering around it, slowly ambling around. This is like, oh, what if we put a billion enemies in it at once and you could sprint? Yeah, like, I recently got to Hyrule Castle. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, uh, we're doing all the all the stuff around the outside. Okay, well, it hasn't got all of the embedded tower stuff mm. that I knew from climbing up Hyrule Castle. But then we got indoors and I was like, oh, this is the big banquet hall place and this is the the library. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure this is exactly map it's, mirroring it's map. It's literal Breath of the Wild, but we somehow put hundreds of enemies on screen at once. And I'm yeah. like, look... I will forgive you occasionally dipping to like 15 frames a second when things get a bit chaotic because it is just too fun to keep hitting the things and go, oh, the number went up, everything's dying. It's a good power fantasy. It's fun. And we need a bit of a power fantasy right now. Oh, God, yeah. It's it's been the right kind of like turn my brain off game I've needed Mm -hmm. because I've been... I've had so many things that like require my focus. I needed something that was just yeah. turn my brain off and ah, big hit with sword. So big hit. So big sword hit. Ha! So in conclusion, Edge of Calamity. Edge of Calamity, good. Edge of Calamity, good. Edge of Calamity, great. Yeah. Ten out of ten would recommend. Ten out of ten would give my life over to Age of Calamity again. I think Chiral Warriors D might have been the first game I ever gave a ten out of ten to. So well done, <laughs> I... Tom. I am I am very excited to put more time into this dot 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 probably at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna be able to play this tomorrow. Uh I have to work tomorrow. Uh, it's it's my day off, therefore I have to work tomorrow. Well, I depending on whether things that arrive that are supposed to arrive arrive, I might play it tomorrow. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. I hope you get to play it lots. Um yeah, tomorrow we'll probably maybe work on some music. I need to write Whatever I'm going to review for Friday. Yeah. Oh, you know what else we played this week? What did we play this week? Uh, we played, I keep wanting to call it like, um, like Bones and something. What what, what, was, I, what was I calling it before? You were calling it like Bones and something. Yeah, st- like Steel and Bones. I th- like, it's I think Mechs it's versus Minions. Mechs versus Minions. It is a League of Legends adjacent board game. It contains some characters from from League of Legends. A game I played for about two days and went, people are horrible. I, I played enough of it to go, oh, I understand what a MOBA is, and then I never touched it again because it's terrible people playing it. But yeah, I I I I loved all the the little miniony stuff. I, I didn't understand how last hit works. I didn't want someone shouting at me, "Jungle, jungle in the middle! Why aren't you fucking jungling?" I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm you picked the wrong character to be mid. I don't know. It, it was the only one no one had picked, so I went with mid. Why aren't you last hitting? I don't even know how that works. I did the tutorial somehow. <sighs> I just want to go back to when it was single player. It was just me against six bots. Uh, well, you know what is fun? <laughs> Two people are not the internet playing yeah. a League of Legends board game. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a multiplayer in up to four people. Two uh, four people. It is a cooperative uh, campaign-based uh, programming game. Yeah. I think that's probably the best description of it. Yeah, you you lay out some physical boards that have grid-based patterns on them, and they'll have, um, you know, each campaign mission will have, like, starting positions for all the enemies and rules about how they move and where they respawn. Mm -hmm. And you have 
a set of cards and a bunch of them get dealt out and each player will take turns picking cards they want to put on their little row and some of them will be about movement, some will be about rotation, some will be about attacking. Uh, you can layer cards of the same colour on top of each other to get like better effects from them. And you have to build a programming row of up to six actions that will play out in order. You can't change the order once you've done, you have to do every action in the order. Try and fight the enemies and do your objectives. Yeah, pretty much. That so, pretty much describes it. Yeah. Every every time more cards will come up each turn and you're like, oh shit, what, what do I need to do this time? Quick, what can I get to add to my row that will change how it works enough mm -hmm. that I can do something good still? Yeah, it's like initially there... Or not so much in a two-player game, but initially there is a lot of sort of like, okay, I walk forward three spaces and attack absolutely nothing... I can't turn, so I guess I attack diagonally thereafter, and then I take one step to the side or something. <laughs> like, there is a lot of that in the first couple of turns, especially in, like, three- and four-player games, because uh, you will initially deal out five cards. They could be anything. They could be yeah. five of the same card. Thanks, game theory. Yeah. Um, but, like... Because there's only, what, like, 12 possible card yes. types in the deck, and it's just duplicates of those 12 mm -hmm. which is good for knowing like rough all the options that could come up yep. and you can you can have a strategy for how you want to build yourself yeah. and there is a pretty good chance that you will be able to do that yeah. but every now and again you will take damage and it'll be like it could be something simple like okay um you roll the dice you put this card in that slot and every time you get to that card in the or that slot in your program you have to turn left 90 degrees. Yeah, and you can... you have to walk backwards one yeah. step. And you can, as long as that happens late enough in your row, you can usually sort of build around it uh, mm. until you can, like... W when you're picking cards, you can choose to pick one that, like, you throw away and it'll get rid of a uh, damage, but that means you don't get to add something new to your row mm -hmm. itself. Which um, can really slow you down. Yeah. But, like, as you were saying, in two-player... Uh, five cards get dealt out and you get to pick two each, which means that you can pick some things that have synergy with each other, mm -hmm. you get a bit of choice. If you're playing four player, each person gets to pick one and there's a lot less ability to go, I I can plan and have synergy because I don't know what the next five cards will be. I don't know if I can pick something that will fit with this. Yeah, absolutely. And like the the, the box is just wild. So you've got the four mechs that, uh, or Yordle characters that you're playing yep. as. Um, Which they, are all fully painted. They're all fully painted. Like, they're not super heavy, but that probably helps with the shipping costs. Um, so they're all, they're all pre-painted fully. They've each got their own giant mat that's got enough space for six cards on it. Mm. And an explanation of what they do with their overdrive power that we've not ever managed to unlock yet. But... No, I feel like that's going to be very late game. I've seen people do it on the first game, but I think that's in higher player numbers. Yeah. Maybe that works better in that way, but maybe we will get there eventually. <laughs> I think the highest we've got so far is about eight, so... Yeah, yeah. We're so doing all right time-wise. Um, yeah, then you've got, like, I think it's nearly a hundred minions. Oh, yeah, which are all uh, pre-washed. They've, they've got a wash over. Yeah. They're, they're really nice quality. Yeah. Oh, There's can, four different designs. Can I say the best thing about the box? 100% the best thing about the box. So these 100 minions come in, what is it, like four different, uh, four different types. Four different designs. Um, all of the 100 like holes in the box for where the minions can go will accept any one of the four different shaped minions. You could put any minion in any hole and it will fit 
They've made holes that somehow fit all four of the shapes yep. just as well as each other. Yep. And when, when, like, when it arrived, it was <laughs> set up in such a way that like there was very much, this tray is all this type, this tray is half this and half this, and these trays are the rest. And I was like, okay, but I want to be able to just grab a handful and have some variety. So I shuffled them. And then there was like that... that Say, I think the second round we were playing, you were like, I don't know which ones to get out or put out. This is like, yeah. or, or, or where How do I help? Like, you, you put them away. They all fit in the same hole, and you're like, Mind I, blown. The, I, I can't believe how much <laughs> stuff you get in that box for that money. Like, yeah, it. it seventy five dollar game. I would have been like, oh, two hundred quid. Like, it, it is a lot of shit in that like, box. Most miniatures games, something like um, Gotham City Chronicles. Like, that's got a lot of miniatures in them. Yes, they're slightly heavier, they're slightly bigger, but they're not painted at all. Yeah. And I think that is like 200 quid for the base game, and then there's expansions on top of it. This is everything you need in one box. It's got 10 missions in the campaign, it's got a tutorial mission, it's got like secrets that are in the box. Yeah. That you can start unpacking from, I think, like, was it. Um, three or four? Uh, yeah, I mission think it was mission box? three. There was like, oh, we get to open that already. We get to open the big box. Yeah, and retrieve the thing from under the tray. Because <laughs> I think if I hadn't spotted that earlier, I might be going, Wah? what do? Yeah, a lot, a lot happened. There is a lot in that game. Um, I will say we've played like I think the first three or four. Uh, yeah, missions. we've done the tutorial plus three. Yeah, so. The second proper mission is not balanced great for two people. Ew. It is... It definitely feels like it's designed for four people because it's like, defend these three directions and this fourth location. Mm-hmm. Which is very hard for two people to do. Doable, but... Yeah, I mean, we managed it, but we were playing on easy mode. And we were, like... We almost ran out of minions in the box. Yes. We were that overwhelmed. Yes. And, like, literally, it was... If they'd had one more go, they would have immediately won. And it felt like a weird difficulty spike, because the mission after it, the third mission, felt much more manageable. Relatively easy, by comparison. Like, that, we did that on easy, and we're like, do you want to knock its health up another five so that we can, you know... Experience the whole thing? Yeah, keep going. We'll put it up to normal. Yeah, because I think after the first one, I was a bit concerned that it might be a case of, hey, if you're playing two-player... The difficulty spike's going to be a lot. I think the issue is just they did not do a good job of accommodating for you have to defend more directions than you have people yes. on this one particular mission. Yeah, because in in like three player you could like have someone take uh, a section of the board each. In four player you have someone then even to guard the school as well. Yeah. Um, in two player it's a case of. I'll sort of guard the school if you want to go and and Sprint stop and get that grabbing thing. shit. <laughs> Yeah, like, and then there's, like, the different mechanics, so you've got, like, towing and pushing, and, like, the the way that can be used to repair your mechs, or repair, like, friends' mechs. There's a lot going on in this game. Yeah, and I'm very much enjoying yeah. it. There's just, it's, it's, there is a lot. Yeah, and I think it would be very replayable. Yeah. To just go, hey, should we get out of the box and just do, like, that mission again? Yeah, like, I could see at some point doing, like, that, that third mission on hard mode. Yeah. Give that a go. Yeah. Well, and like yeah. you could potentially get, you know, run a friend through the tutorial and then go, okay, let's bang into, I don't know, two or yeah. three or maybe you know, jump yeah. comes in later. It's, yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it is a good value box of stuff, that. It is. I have no further interest in playing League of Legends. It hasn't <laughs> stirred anything in me. I went, oh, no, Tristana. And that was it. That was the end of it. What about you? You played anything else this week? Uh, we played some more Pandemic Legacy Season Zero. We did. Uh, I'm continuing to have a great time with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding it a bit more enjoyable now. There was a, a little bit where I was like... I'm finding this too much. I'm, I'm glad you are enjoying it more because I've mm. I've been really enjoying it like consistently throughout mm. the season. I'm glad you're sort of getting there. Yeah, like there there have been a few times where it's like this is too overwhelming. This is too much. There are whole like gameplay styles that appear and disappear <laughs> month to month. <laughs> yeah, which is not always gelling with my brain very well. Yeah, that's It's fair. like, I can't prepare myself to be like, okay, this is what we do. It's like, okay, we open the box, we set up, we look at it, and then go, okay, now we know what we're doing this month. Yes. Like, there's a whole sets of components where I'll just be like, is that on the list this week? No, I'll just put that aside, <laughs> won't get that out. Uh, see, I, I've been really enjoying that. I've enjoyed yeah. how the same core set of mechanics has felt so different week to week in terms of like the the combinations of of what it's doing yeah i mean you've got all the 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 basic stuff of like collect cards build teams go to places like uh deal with the spies which is basically the equivalent of your disease cubes yeah and then the other wink things that have have, yeah uh, come from that like um quarantining places and and looking for looking for things yeah. and how you do that yes and then like all the additional card types that have come mm. out there are there are certain mission types that we've definitely prioritized whenever they've come up yes um yes um th- there's one in particular that's like every time you get a an epidemic card this will go in every direction f- open to it if you haven't blocked it off mm-hmm. uh, that one's one of the ones where it's like fucking shut that down turn one we've never lost one of those we've never lost one of those we've always prioritised that we've always prioritised um, there's one that can introduce a very bad element to the game board that we're just like nope don't don't put more of those on the board I think we're past that now oh we are they said they'd done the last one of those so and there's only two months two months yeah. left we've been supl- surprisingly restrained with this one yeah, yeah. Because uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 1, we got to uh, like the end of October and it was like, should we just do the other season? Well, I think it helps that A, we had other board games to play, B, we had Age of Calamity to play, yes. and C, brain is sleepy. Yeah, that, it's, it's a lot to think about. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, like with this one as well, we've got the whole intelligence files and personnel files. So it's like, yeah. here's information you've been drip fed throughout the game. Work it out, piece yeah. it together. Yeah, we, 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 we got to do... I, I got to do some drawing. You got to do some drawing based on... Here's some intel we've had. Yeah. Work it out. Trying to piece things together and go like, well, I know this and I know this and we can sort of fill this gap in here and this is probably the, the way that this works. Yeah. 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 That was, I think, my favourite part of this season so far was getting to getting to do a little drawing of what we knew. I was like, well, we know this and we know this, so I'll draw that down there. Yeah. It's it's been interesting seeing that like whole extra aspect of like off the board stuff. Yeah. Things that you can sort of take away from the main game itself and go, okay, well I'm just gonna sit here and do some drawing or like think about what information we've been given so far. Yeah, we've we've had stuff in between 
rounds of the game that have been like, oh yeah, oh, oh, there's, there's, it's made it feel wider than just the, broader than just the game itself. Yeah. Although I think this one more than any other, I would say keep a journal. Oh god, yeah. Because I... if you'd been playing this month to month, or even worse, like, oh, we got a game this month, um, somebody's not available yes. next month, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you've got a big game group and you're trying to run this and there's going to be some inconsistency yes. when you play, you are going to need a notebook yes. with we... what we've learned. We've been playing two games a week for six weeks, and there's still stuff where they'll go like, oh, so what's the answer to this? And it's like, oh shit, that was like last week. Yeah, um, we I didn't think write I... the number of the thing down. Yeah, because that's the thing is sometimes there's things that we just kind of assume. Oh, that's probably the in the intelligence file because it seems like it would be, and it's like it's no, it's no, that was a debrief, and you do not remember what the number of that debrief was. Well, that information's gone if you didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. I I very much think we should have kept a journal, but yes. there was no way to know. It, it, it is certainly a warning I would give to anyone else, and it will quiz what... you on what you've done in part. Like, do you remember what happened last time? And despite what they've said about the fact that this is incompletely playable if you haven't played the other two, play it. I, th- I think you will get so much less out of it. Yeah, I. I like, the... Oh, okay. Somebody just said some words that don't matter. The correct play order, I I would recommend. Do regular Pandemic, Pandemic Legacy Season 1, Pandemic mm. Legacy Season 2, Pandemic Legacy Season 0. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way to do it. 100%. Yeah. That's been really good fun. I'm going to be sad yeah. to see it end. Well, who knows? Maybe we won't. Maybe there'll be a whole extra thing we don't know about. <gasps> oh, Secret Month 13. Ooh. Ooh, I mean, like, I would not be surprised if something I else wouldn't... was hidden in that fucking box. Yeah, considering how some of those, um, yeah... Yes. So have you played anything else? Um, I've got to get me this up. Did I play anything else? Um, I I played around a little bit. I've not had a, a proper chance to do this, but I played around a little bit with the uh, the Pulse 3D headset for the PlayStation 5. Oh, this is the one no one can get. This is the one no one can get. I did manage to find one that wasn't being ridiculously scalped. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a little Bluetooth uh, headset that Sony officially produces that's for the PS5. The the gist is, some of our games have 3D audio tech. These headphones are designed to work with that. Enjoy some 3D audio. Um, in terms of setup, really easy to set up. Um, there is a little USB dongle you stick in the back of the, the PS5. Um, turn the headphones on and they're automatically paired and they just, like, oh, oh there they go, they're working. Oh, heck. Um, there was zero, like, having to pair and find the other thing. It just sort of connected, which is great. Yes. Um... It definitely does 3D audio. Um, I played around a bit with Spider-Man Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. Um, I went and found, like, a radio that was playing audio. Um, And this is just, like, the kind of shit you do when it's like, ah, I'm going to test out some tech. Um, I closed my eyes and spanned Miles around and Morales around in a circle for a bit, um, listening to the audio sort of travel around me in a circle, and then I was like, right... How perfectly can I position myself pointing at this object based on sound alone? Oh, 100% perfectly was not a challenge. I was like, oh, it's over there. Got it. Um, Walking. This is a thing I would never do in regular gameplay, but it was really cool. Um, Because I always just fucking swing everywhere in Spider-Man because that's what you do. But stop and walk around on ground level. Um, The sheer variety of directions it sounds like sound is coming from Mm. is... Uh, pretty wild. Um, I've yet to try some of the games that do more intense stuff with it. I know that Devil May Cry 5 does stuff with it. I know Demon Souls does stuff with it. But just, 
it was just a very good set of headphones that, alongside the directional stuff, it was very easy to pick out different sources of audio because they seemed to be coming from different mm-hmm. places. It it separated out the audio mix a lot, which mm-hmm. was really nice. Um, I've not had a like a, a chance to have a good session with them yet, but I mean, right now they are a good pair of headphones to play video games with that, that make my PlayStation 5 games sound real fancy. Nice. Uh, and I will stick some more time into those this week. Uh. <laughs> what about you? You listen to anything else? Played. Uh, played. We still played. Yeah, I had headphones on, that's the, the problem. <laughs> you played anything else this week? Um, yeah, I've been playing through uh, Interplay's 1991 Lord of the Rings Volume 1, The the Fellowship of the Ring. Mm, tell me about that. It's a uh, top-down, or mostly top-down, vaguely isometric, I suppose. Um, oh, uh, mm, CRPG? I think so. I guess. It's yeah. an RPG. Um, you, are, you are obviously trying to get the, the ring as far as you can. Um, f- basically the first book. It's basically Fellowship of the Ring. There's, like, lots of plot. It was very ambitious for the time. It's huge. There's loads of places you can go. There's lots of things to explore. Lots of characters. And, unfortunately, some of it is broken. Like, there's a few bits of what, like, that I remember being broken, like, from way back in the day. There are things that I remember being broken in the CD version that aren't broken in the not-CD version. I'm currently playing the not-CD version. Because that's got scenes from the movie in it, and I really didn't think Twitch was going to have that. <laughs> um, but that's also meant that Becky's been reading out all the stuff from the manual, because it had unique copy protection. Ah, one the, of those. Yeah, basically, like, it's it feels like a choose-your-own-adventure. You'll get to, like, a bit in the story. Like, you wander into a library, and you read the books, turn to paragraph 49 and read that out. Yeah. So yeah, we've been sort of co-oping through that. Um, we've just crossed the Misty Mountains by yeah. cheating <laughs> because fuck Moria in that game it is a maze, <laughs> and I no longer have my list of handwritten maps that I had from uh... way back when I was a kid when I had explored every single inch of this damn game. <laughs> like I spent years playing this. Um, we we dug out my old um, drawings from when I was a kid. Like, there's just chunks of the, the manual that I've just copied out with my own drawings in. Oh! Um, like, yeah, that, that that was where I was with that. Aww. Uh, my dragon is not very good, but it's got a lot of heart. <laughs> I mean, that's all, all you you can really ask. Yeah. We I feel like we've skipped a lot in the in those streams. We missed the whole Barrow Downs. Like, I didn't even see the, 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 the fog on the Barrow Downs happen once. And usually it happens at least a couple of times. So we got all across that. We're across the Misty Mountains. We're about to enter Lothlorien. And then it's from there to Dol Guldur to the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, it's not exactly what happens in the books or the films. Yeah. But yeah, it's been fun. It's been it's been fun to like relive this and realise. Actually, I don't remember that much. <laughs> like, I, There's been a few times where I've walked into a room and gone, yeah, this is going to happen. I know that person's going to turn on us. What do you mean? That person who isn't in the books or anywhere else, yeah, she's just going to turn out to be a witch who's working with the orcs. Oh, oh, okay, that just happened. Why? <laughs> that's that's what the people in play wrote. Uh, yeah, are you playing anything else? No, I think that's it this week. Well, I'm... top of this. I say we've we've done it. We've broken through to the other side. We've managed to contact 
and entirely parallel dimensions of our own. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Are you going to hit the switch and uh, get us connected? Yeah, it's okay. Just, uh... Hello? Who's this? We're from dimension C3AB. Uh, oh, no, no. No, we, no, 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 no. We believe no, we... No, have... no, 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 I'm cutting this uh, conversation off. No, are you uh, another parallel dimension, we believe? Yes, we are. Keep your plague-infected asses over there. Wear a mask and don't call us again. Uh, uh, no, you, uh, do, ending conversation, bye. Do you have a cure? I say, I don't think... Uh, you know, I think we've got a bit of a bad reputation, you know, here in this dimension. I didn't think we're doing that bad, are we? I mean, they already knew that we're not keeping COVID very well content. I mean, I'm sure all of the universes are like that. They're probably just an outlier. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I can dial another one. Okay, okay. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Uh, yes, hello, we're from universe uh, whatever designation I said before. <laughs> C3AB. <laughs> no, no, thank you. No! <laughs> All the ones with the COVID that can't keep under control. Won't even wear masks. Lick rats. Voted for Donald fucking Trump. Uh, uh, nope. No. Uh, Conversation no. over. Uh, how do we fix this? I think they've hung up on us. I think they might have done. You know, I I think we might have a bit of a bad reputation throughout the multiverse. I think they're just being elitist and they don't want us to know about all the cool stuff they've got. They're just trying to keep it to themselves. They're probably just as bad as us. Yeah, I bet they don't even have Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. No, no. This is a public information film brought to you on behalf of public information. Information is important for the public. Indeed. If you have important information to pass on to someone... It is important that you are willing to tell them almost immediately. None of this we need to talk, bollocks, when it is nothing particularly important. Indeed, for some people this is incredibly high and stressing. Indeed, a source of high anxiety for prolonged periods of time. If you are to say, we need to have a meeting or a conversation, give some indication of what the nature of it is. Perhaps... We need to talk about attendance reports. Or we need to have a meeting about the salary increases. Indeed. Rather than just leaving someone hanging, worrying about the worst thing that could possibly happen. Indeed. And if you're also the kind of person that announces this on a Friday afternoon with no intention of following up until Monday morning, you can get fucked. <laughs> Either... Inform about the meeting shortly before it occurs, or give reassurances whether the person should be worrying for the next 38 hours. Indeed. Don't be an asshole. Just give some context. This has been a public information broadcast. There's nothing to worry about. Just some information that we had for you, and we followed up immediately. Indeed. There'll be another one of these <laughs> in 36 hours. JK, JK, LOLOL. <laughs> So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Oh, should we, should we start with the big one we've been binging? We've been watching Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, we've watched like one and a half seasons of Battlestar Galactica. 
I think we're over halfway through season two. Yeah, we it is we it is very bingeable. This is the remake, by the way, not the nineteen seventies version. Yes, yes, uh, very bingeable. They do a great job of fucking. Ooh, just one more. Uh, what happens next? Ooh. Yeah. So, as someone who has seen like isolated bits of Battlestar but never seen it start to finish, my god, it's fucking relentless, right? Um, it's it, so grueling. It is bleak and grueling, and it never stops being such. Yeah, you can understand why the board game is as hard go- hardcore as it is. Oh god, yeah, it is. It is constantly like there's there's at at all times there's like four different characters who have got a house of cards that's about to fall over. Um, every time that you're like, oh, okay, we know the depths of the the horrors that this. Ha- oh no, oh oh, they're doing something even worse over in that corner. Yep. Um, everyone is dying or nearly dying or everything's bad and yep. everyone's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't know what to say. It's great. It's very watchable. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I very much, it's like, for anyone who's never seen it, it's a show set in space. It's a lot more grim, dark than something like a Star Trek, a lot more actiony in places. Yep. Um, there are these uh, robots called Cylons. They used to look like big, obvious robots. Now some of them look like people. Ooh, anyone could could be one of them. Ooh. And and that's that's scary. I don't know who's a Cylon. Who is a Cylon? Um, one of my favourite things about the show is... Every time that you find out, like, oh, such and such a character is a Cylon... You will end up like discovering, like, oh, there are other instances of this character here, here, and here. Yes, and because they can look alike. Yeah, they can look the same. Um, and you get this wonderful waiting game of, um, oh God, we know that character's a Cylon. How long until they get caught out? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like deception and counter deception going on. Yep. Sleeper agents. Yeah. Yeah, people who don't even know that they're a Cylon. Yep. Um, <laughs> my God. And the fact that, like, a lot of it is shot in this sort of documentary-style um, hand cam. Like, even, the, like, the space fights. There's a lot of, like, oh, I couldn't quite keep up with that ship. And then, like, getting a little bit more, like, uh, camera, like, flick. Yeah. Um, also, Starbuck is best character. Yeah. We need our space dike. We need space dike. <laughs> um, but like, and I think that the whole camera thing follows through with the fact that more than any other show I can think of, the press are fucking everywhere. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Like, and it it really sort of gives that almost like, I suppose like the office and stuff have have, have done it as well. Yeah. Like, it, it, I suppose it was a whole thing at that time of let's make documentary fake yeah. documentary style filming a thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's like you know during those bits of Star Trek where like the officers up on the upper deck will uh ha- the bridge crew will have their whole like we're going to do this and we know that it's morally like bad but we've got to do this for the greater good. Imagine if there was at all times someone on the other side of a door with a, a microphone pressed up to it going ah got him. Very much. Like, the thing is is because you've got this sort of like military vessel that is the Battlestar Galactica but like there's also a bunch of civilian ships around and they're like I mean we want to know what's going on in your weird secretive ship that we're flying with yep we have desire to know things we put a lot of dependency on you yeah and then there's like what happens when like the person in charge is incapacitated and now we have like someone else going yeah military coup seems like a good idea oh my god <laughs> um 
Every time I think I've got a grip on it, it's like, oh, 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 shit, okay. Oh, yeah, something bad happened. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to put life on hold and just binge Battlestar and play Age of Calamity for like three or four days and just get it all out of my system and they're both done. I want, I want, I want both of them just hooked up to me veins. That's going to be more than a couple of days. We've got films, we've got miniseries, we've got yeah. actual series. Yeah, well... There's a lot of Battlestar. I just, I just want to I wanna OD on Battlestar and Age of Calamity. No ODing. <laughs> Too much Age of Calamity. You can have many, but no OD. <laughs> just, OD is in the sense of, I've got to have a nap now, I'll watch too much Battlestar and then I'm sleepy. I know, I had too much recreational cheese in Battlestar and lie down. Yeah, exactly. Have uh, you watched anything else? Um, We watched the first season of Neo Yokio. We did... This is your first time watching this. Yes, it is. How would you explain Neo Yokio? There's a lot of celebrity voices in this that I was not expecting. Yeah, it's got like a, a big old cast working Jude on it. Jude Law as Robot. Richard Ayoade as basically everyone who isn't... Um, uh, Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is an anime on Netflix that... Starts off being sort of uncritically about a uh, a rich boy who also is a, a psychic medium and a magician. A, a magician. He can do magic and and get rid of possessions. The magitocracy. Yeah, the magitocracy. Um, and it starts as just this sort of uncritical look at this this adventures of rich lad, and then it kind of devolves into. Uh, increasing levels of critique of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thread in season one is rich character goes, hey, maybe this is all fucked up and starts trying to tear down capitalism from the inside. I mean, if you'd grown up in Hollywood, perhaps you would be perfectly placed to write that story. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels written from the perspective of I have seen the worst of... Hollywood elitism. Um, there is a lot of stuff about like just the terrible things that rich people do to each other, and just how detached they are from reality. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Also, I very much like our new overlord, Crystal Skull, screaming about capitalism's <laughs> evils. Yes, <laughs> I will worship you, Crystal Skull, that hates capitalism. Right? Yeah. Who better to destroy capitalism than an obscene crystal skull <laughs> encrusted with diamonds? It's, it's got a, it's got a very unique pacing to it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's a lot more like gentle in its pacing. It's like, what if someone really loved anime but also was kind of an anglophile? Yeah, and really loved classical music, but also like occasional like laser beams. What 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 was it? Uh, Gregorian House. Oh, Gregorian House. I always listen to Gregorian a, a Gregorian House. Gregorian House rave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's some of the the pulls they are making, some of the references they're pulling are just weird enough that I'm really on board with them. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah. I I I kind of dig Neo Yokio. Yeah. Well, I believe there is more of that. There is more we of that. Perhaps get around to that at some point. I would like to get around to more of that at mm -hmm. some point. What about you? What have you watched this week? I have watched a butt ton of uh, in deep geek on YouTube. 
Yeah. They have done a whole series of videos about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The books. Um, I, 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 I've seen yeah watching those. Yeah. It's like, like, it's mostly just sort of comforting stuff. Like, I mean, because I was very into like the whole Tolkien verse for a very long time. So it's nice to just sort of hear someone with a very soothing voice going like, yeah, let's sort of sit down and talk about the Silmarillion and and, and explain bits of that and backstory about how connected stuff goes. Like, I never read the um, appendices, so it's nice when somebody's been like, oh yeah, there's this whole thing in the appendix, um, hmm. like, about what happens later on and, and other stuff like that, and then, like, let's have a whole episode about Tom Bombadil and, oh. and why and who, and, just... like, how that came from, like, Tolkien's life as, like, just a way to tell stories to his kids. Aww. So just chill Lord of the Rings time. Yeah, just chill Lord of the Rings time with someone with a very soothing voice. Aww, that sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you watched anything else? Oh, we watched a uh, a movie adaptation together. We watched Gantz Zero. We did? Yeah. That's wild. Uh, yeah, visually fascinating. Um, yes. It is based on a manga and an anime, and um, which you have seen. I, I have read. I read the manga. I used to be very into the manga. The uh, the movie definitely condenses a lot and doesn't really answer a lot. There's a lot of um, things I had to explain to you yes. afterwards. Yeah, there was a, there was like a, an hour afterwards of like, but what is this and what does this mean and um, and how does that relate? Yeah. So do you want do you want to explain the movie? Um. A man tries to save somebody's life who's been stabbed. Then they get stabbed and he dies. And he wakes up in a room with an old man and a woman from a hair commercial and a snarky git. And they're talking about the fact they've lost a member of their team. And there's this big sphere thing which gives them weapons and uniforms. And then they have to go out and play a game which is killing demons. Yeah. And then there's also some people who are really snarky and shitty and they're from another city and apparently their people don't all die all the time. Yeah, so the basic gist is, hey, all of you, you've died. We brought you back to life, but now unless you go and fight demons, um, risk your life fighting demons, yeah. we will blow up your head, so go go do it. I um, didn't get the head blowing up bit. <laughs> <laughs> um... And if 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 you if you lose limbs, you'll you'll get them back. You'll you'll get repaired. But if you die, that's that. You're done. Um, you're fine until while well, your suit's still got some blue on it. Yeah, and th- there's a whole um thing about like ah uh, the more and uh, the more things you kill, the more points you get, which allows people who are already good at killing stuff to get more stuff to be better at killing stuff. Also, there seems to be a maximum of a hundred points. Yeah, if you can get a hundred points, you can you can bring a, a person back. Who's... Yeah, but there's also, like, a hundred points will get you a gun. Oh yeah, it'll get you, like, a real good gun, or it'll get you... So the, the basic yeah. premise is, is, you get a hundred points or you get nothing. Basically. But if you get, like, a hundred points... But it feels like you did like loads of work as well. It feels like you should get some some change on top of that. It feels like you should, but you don't. You don't. But it's basically go go fight monsters in the street, and it, it's it. This is an animated film, but it's one of those like hyper real styles, like yeah. um, Final Fantasy Spirit uh, Spirits Within, or Advent Children. Yeah, Advent Children. Yeah, it's it's Final Fantasy movie level. Photorealism. We're, we're gonna try and make a photorealistic animated film, and I think they mm-hmm. do a great job with the animation. Oh, the motion in it is incredible. Yeah, all all of the like combat stuff is gorgeously done. Mm-hmm. 
Like the lighting's pretty. The the fact that a lot of it is sort of like nighttime and yeah. uh, often like in wet areas gives away a lot of the CG stuff of it's too shiny or it doesn't yeah. look quite right. The fact that it sort of can blend into the background mm. well uh, really helps it all sit together nicely. Yeah, material quality is great. Yes. Like um, particle effects and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, everything has a really good sense of weight to it. Yes. Um, like there's that gun that makes like an invisible thing smack down on the ground. Oh, that's in- that but, is like, an, an amazing in- effect. An invisible punch to the ground gun. And like that's a beautiful effect. Yeah, um, that, the giant rolling head. Oh, the giant rolling head. Yeah. If if here's the thing. If you watch this in isolation, you may need to just like go read a Wikipedia page about Gantz to like answer some questions you have. But like, if you just want an hour and a half of like some fascinating, stunning, um, hyper real animation of combat, this is. Well worth watching. Yeah, there's even some kaiju stuff in there. There's even some kaiju stuff in there. Yeah, it it made me realise that I've spotted a lot of this stuff from like games and other media. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it's like Japanese folklore stuff, like oh, uh, yeah, the yeah. head in the wheel that's on fire. Yes, a lot of this is Japanese folklore stuff. It's it's fascinating stuff. Yeah, it it, it was a good time watching that. Yeah, yeah. Even if it. the film kind of tries to be a whole series. A, a whole a narrative arc in one film. Yeah, I know. I think I think it's quite interesting. Like, no, I will will we'll avoid spoilers. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. It's definitely yeah. worth a watch. What about you? You watched anything else? Oh, that's it. Up, uh, we've watched one other thing. Mm-hmm. We watched a little bit of the Animaniacs reboot. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we gave that a whirl. Yeah, yeah. We thanks. <laughs> um, I very much enjoyed what we saw of that that first episode. Yeah. Um, it it seemed to have a good sense of, look, we can't try and be the same thing we were before. Let's play around with that. I feel like they've got the spirit of that though. By yeah. like, firstly by breaking the fourth wall and recognizing like, yeah. hey, we are completely out of time here. Yes, but we can still take ourselves and and be that. But now, yeah. Um. There is a wonderful song in that first episode about everything that's happened in the years that the show's been off the air. Mm-hmm. And there's that moment in it where they acknowledge that they wrote this song two years before it was going to be animated and aired, and therefore they're like, we don't know what's happened in the and last two years. Let's make some shit up. Like, that was where I was like, okay, you you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed that first Pinky in the Brain sketch as well, the... Uh, mm-hmm. This is how we explain the twenty-two year gap is is Pinky spent twenty-two years on learning about Instagram. Le- learning yeah, learning what Instagram was so that he could take over the world with uh with with viral internet content. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there you go. That that explains your twenty-two year gap. Cool, done. <laughs> also, how old are those fucking mice? I don't know. <laughs> but at least twenty-two, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm definitely up for watching more of that at some point. Yeah, I would I would like to watch full episodes. Yeah. I I at some point would like to get the ability to watch that. Which I don't Time imagine. Best in Hulu. I well, I don't think it'd be too hard to see that. Best in Hulu. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I think that's everything I've watched this week. Well, that's everything I've watched. Well then, time for this. Over this. Jane, Jane, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Get a free audiobook to... Now... Uh, I'm sorry? 
Sorry, what were you saying? Um, get a free audio book today nope. with your with your free. Nope. No, no, you haven't heard who the sponsor is yet. No, I, I'm sorry. Please continue. Okay, get gotcha a mm-hmm. free audio book. Nope. Get a free audio book with your three thirty day trial. This is bizaudio books, isn't it? Y- yes, yeah, it I, is. Nope, I have no interest in any bizaudio books. No, no, you don't. Nope. No, you nope. don't. No. Nope. But what if you could get nope. a mm. free mm-hmm. audio book nope. <laughs> with your thirty day? No, 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 no. Thirty day trials. Thirty day trials. No thirty day trials. <laughs> No okay. days, no 30, no trial, <laughs> no Bezos books, no thank you. Well then, uh, our sponsor this week is... La 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 la, no. don't give them any money, no, don't go there, don't don't give them any of your data. Sorry, please continue. Don't La get... la la, don't go to the thing, don't give them any money, la la la. Don't use nope. the code, don't PQ, code. whatever this episode number is. Yeah. We don't even know what the number is anymore, ah. Q and PS something. Something, probably. 140 something, probably. Probably something in that. But don't do it! I don't know, I don't know the top of my head. We missed a weekend, now I've forgotten. <sighs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actors Softworks. Hi. 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 How's uh, business treating you today? Oh, business is good. You know how, uh, you know how I've been, like, uh, paying myself... Big dividends. Oh, dividends. The biggest dividends. You know how, like, we got all our big games out, you know, just in time for the primary gifting period, and then I sacked pretty much everyone. Exactly. That makes the game pure profit. Pure profit, and the shareholders are happy. I'm a shareholder. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. I paid myself a very large bonus because I didn't have to pay anyone else a fucking bonus. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have invested all of that money in uh, a special bot system scalping our new console. Oh, yeah. 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 So, basically, my plan has been, what if I could get all the consoles for work? Oh, I see. And I could also, like, you know, just set up my own botnet using the processing power of those, you know, consoles to just get more consoles. Oh, exactly. Here's the thing. Once you can afford to, you, you know, have the botnet set up to buy all the consoles, it's just a money printing factory because you use the profit you made from scalping the consoles to buy more consoles to scalp more consoles. Exactly. You know, I can get like 700 bucks for uh, the, the latest, uh, the, the one that looks like a router. Oh, yeah. I've seen like, I've seen like yeah, 600, 700 going for the, uh, the little mini fridge. Then, yeah, the mini fridge. And then there's the like the flat white one. Yeah. I don't know, coffee or something. That little speaker. Yeah, that little speaker thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I have got all that on lockdown. Like, I've got a warehouse. I've had to invest in a larger warehouse. You know, previously that was all filled up uh, just Bitcoin mining. But apparently this is way quicker to make money. I, I, I heard the numbers. Apparently, you've currently got more in stock. You've got more stock available than the entire gaming retail chain in the country. Indeed, and I am going to slowly just trickle these out. And of course, I hold the button to when we actually produce more in <laughs> our factories. So, you know, if they want them, they're going to have to come to me. And in the meantime, I am advertising. I am, you know, trickling these out to reviewers, to streamers. So people know how good our console is. But they're going to have to come to me, and they're going to 
fucking pay. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> Emits have received what media? Ah, uh, I've not listened to a lot. I shoved some stuff in my ears this week. Just get it in. Just, get in. <laughs> just because I've not had anything to talk about and listened for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I listened to a track called Transient by The Blank Minds. Uh, the guitar line on it kind of reminded me of like a laid back scar. Um, but the vocal line, I've been struggling to work out how to explain the vocal style of this track. Imagine, like, grunge vocals, but without the gravel. Right. Um, that sort of, like, low, kind of whispery, um... The, the bits in something like Smells Like Teen Spirit, where he's he's just, like, been, he's been mellow. Like the intro to Come As You Are. Yeah, it's like the Come As You Are intro with a little bit more melody to it. Okay. It's it, It's a really interesting sound to the vocal line, um... Uh, there's lots of like interesting mixing around with tempo, playing off, off tempo notes that sort of keep you off guard. Really, really nice track. That mm. had a lot of fun with it. I uh, listened to a track called "Rehab" by People Planet. Um, it starts as this very upbeat, almost like Britpop energy kind of track. Mm-hmm. Uh, very light and bubbly, and and a lot of pop influences. Um, very upbeat. Deliberately contrasted with its lyrics, which is a thing I, I'm a sucker for. Um, it is a track about wishing someone you love would go to rehab and sort themselves up, sort themselves out so you can let them back in your life. Um, about halfway through, it picks up into a really upbeat rock track. Um, the change of energy in the middle is really interesting. Mm. Um, it it switch. It's not quite the same, but it's almost it almost switches into like a paramore uh, early paramore esque. Um, sort of tempo but a bit more pop sound to it it's it's a really interesting track um i think that's everything i listened to i listened to two tracks i I had a busy day well i have listened to some things yeah um on the recommendation of an intro to um the most recent magnus archives possibly the week before um i listened to margaret's garden Mm. which is a new series on the acast network um, how to describe it? It's set in, or seems to be set in multiple time periods. Okay. So you've got this uh, town that was sort of being built in America, that very much constructed town thing. Hmm. And it was supposed to be this picture of perfect suburbia with, you know, malls and and... A community and all that good spirit stuff that they just love to advertise on very dull 1950s sort of billboards and things. Mm. But everyone just vanished. Oh. The whole city just, or the whole town just completely vanished one night. Like, nobody knows how they vanished or where they went or what. And okay. it's it's it almost feels at the beginning a bit like a um like a ooh spoopy whatever happened to the people of this town and then it switches to hey here's the security guards um who are just basically keeping an eye on the town making sure you know it doesn't get too vandalized or it doesn't become like a haven for something terrible mm. um and something appears to be happening this one night and the head security guard seems to understand some of the more fucked up bits about it 
Mm. So the junior security guard's like, what, what, what am I supposed to do? And it's like, okay, you need to go here. You need to get me some bolt cutters. Uh, and you need to make sure you do this thing. Oh, also, look up. Is there anything wrong with the pictures? Like, what? Oh, yes, somebody's painted over all the eyes of all the 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 pictures in the shopping mall. How did you know about that? Don't worry about it. Just bring me the bolt cutters. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then there's a whole thing about a dandelion talking to somebody. And then it's two FBI or seemingly like government agency agents with an almost like uh, Mulder and Scully type energy of one's like really uh, like a bit of a skeptic about the whole situation. The other one is much more enthusiastic, but it's like a weird crossover of the two energies. They get to the town and it's like, okay, well, we've we've had a report about something. Something weird is going on. We've been sent here in a kind of like, nobody gives a fuck about this. We've been just sort of palmed off with this crappy job. But also they're talking about like lots of weird paranormal shit as if it's perfectly normal. But like, yeah, but they think this town is just boring shit that they've been palmed off with. Hmm. So there's stuff, and then there's actual weird shit going on, and then there's a the whole stuff where they go back to the, the beginning of the building of the town. The two brothers who are building it, talking about the fact that they're running out of money. So there's, like, lots of different perspectives on this story. Episode 1 goes some places. What What is this called again? Uh, Martha's Garden? Uh, yeah, it was, it was advertised on the beginning of a uh, Magnus Archives episode. And I'm glad I got into it. Uh, because the same person who does that uh, also... Because I was like, it's one episode. I got really into that. When's the next one? I don't know. Um, they do uh, another show uh, called the SCP Archives. Mm. Which is, hey, what if we just read some of the SCP stuff? Because it's all Creative Commons. Yeah. So what if we just read or dramatised some of that stuff with some sound effects Ooh. and occasionally threw in like an extra spoopy story on top of it as well. Nice. Like, like a lot of them have been like, okay, yeah, I've, I think I've sort of heard of this particular SCP yeah. before. Because like there's games of it and there's, there's a yeah. few other bits that sort of seem to just pop up in pop culture anyway. Mm. Like, I love the idea of the SCP archives. I do not have the time to sit down and read through it. Yeah. So it's been quite cool to go, I can just, you know, go Someone for can walk, read it to go me. Go for a walk and someone can dramatically read it to me. Um, one I particularly enjoyed today was... Let me see if I can find it. Uh, SCP-3001 Red Reality. Oh. Uh, so somebody goes or, or is sucked into a pocket dimension... Okay. And it feels like t time isn't passing at quite the right time for them. So they're like, oh, I'm not starving to death. And I can sort of fly and I can sort of sink through the floor. And there's this red light on the wall and that's really all I have in my reality. This red light. And by the end of it, he's like talking to the red light like it's another person. And there's a uh, an intercom thing on the wall that tells him how long he's been in there. And by the end of it, it's like many years. Mm. It's just about his slow descent into just the insufferable pain of the fact that 
his body's falling apart because it's not designed to cope with this sort of thing. And he's like, he clearly works for the, the foundation. So he's like, oh, I understand this thing. This, this, it's something to do with this kind of a field. And it's going to take me about three years for the whole thing to completely fall apart. So I think if I can work out how to get out of here within the next three years, I'll be okay. And then getting past that three year point and going, ah, oh, my finger just fell off. And uh, I, it feels like an onion and uh, my ring's missing and I, I can sort of pass myself through myself. And that slow sinking into like completely losing his mind of just trapped there. And not having had anyone to talk to apart from this machine on the wall that will just read out how long he's been in there periodically. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a really fucking wild story. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've been enjoying the sort of cool horror stuff of late. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I think Caught up with Magnus Archives. I think we're only an episode away. Probably no episodes away from the end of this part of the season. I need to catch up, but brain... <laughs> It's fair. Like the this this season, particularly this part of this season, has been a lot more heavy going than the rest of it. Indeed, and it didn't feel like that was the thing that my brain needed when no. in trauma, trauma, where Too it many. currently is. Too many. Too many. It's been a lot. Uh, so I think that's everything I've listened to. Well then, I'm for this. Hi. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to take a seat. Oh yes. Hello. So, um, 2020. It's, uh, nearly the end of your probationary period. Oh, is it? Oh, it's time's flown by. Yes, and so, as such, we thought we'd have a bit of a performance review for you then. Oh, I think I've been doing great, haven't I? Everyone's been talking about how I've been doing. People have been talking about your performance. Yeah. The figures have been very high in, in some areas. Oh, no. Number go up. No. Number go up is good. No, 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 no. no. The most of a thing. The, 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 the number m- high. The most excess deaths. But the number did go up. It did. It should not be going up at all. Also, the billionaires going up and up as well. Yeah, Again, they're getting higher scores. They, they are treating them like high scores, yes. But also... Good for them. No. No, you, you've. There's been a lot of this, and it's it's very disappointing to see 2020. People, a lot of people were saying that you were going to be their year. Would it help if I unleashed murder hornets? No, it would not help if you unleashed murder hornets. I had murder hornets early in the year, and no one seemed to notice. Can we do murder hornets again? I no. In fact, I think we we're going to have to just revoke the rest of your year. What if we didn't? What if I put a mysterious obelisk in the middle of the desert and it was a foretold omen of the end times? No, I don't think that's a good idea either. What if I told everyone to drink the mysterious fluid from sarcophaguses? That was 2016. What if I told them to do it again? I feel like they'd do it this year. I mean, they probably would have done it then too. Do you have any idea how depressed millennials are and you really haven't helped? But number go up. I'm sorry, 2020, we're going to have to let you go. You're going to have to take me out of here kicking and screaming. I won't go. 
It's nearly Unicorn Dance Party. It's time to think about what is the gift for the loved one in your life. What's something that will immeasurably improve lives? Lives of your loved ones. Lives in your community. Think about beautiful furnishings that everyone should own. Try a guillotine. Because the bourgeoisie need just one more gift. Questions, Sam, let's have questions. Oh, what's the questions? Uh, Tricky would like to know, what's your Trexona, including which era and astropolitical affiliation, if relevant? I'd be a red shirt somewhere down, just being like, oh, okay, I'll go out, get shot out the airlock, I'm sure it's safe. Like a homing? Ah, I, I don't know, I've not thought about it. Do you, do you have any thoughts on this? I don't know, I... I think it very much depends on the era. So I guess, like, um, probably Picard era. Like, yeah. So what's that? Yeah. 25th, 24th century? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, probably living on Earth somewhere quiet. Yeah. Generally speaking. Maybe growing something. Oh, oh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't have to be in space. I could just have a little farm yeah. in a post-scarcity world. Yeah, just like a farm because it's nice to farm. Yeah. Rather than because I particularly need to. Yeah, that's sure, right. we'll, we'll just we'll space. just have a let's f- forget about space. We'll just have a little farm on Earth, yeah. making little vegetables, raise cats. Yeah. yeah. Cat oh. house. Cat house. Yeah. Cat house. In the trees. <laughs> Cat house in the trees. Cat house in the trees. Uh, right No Fault asks, if you were a Power Ranger, what colour would you be? And what is your Zord based on? Uh, I feel like I'd have to be blue. Have to be <laughs> Blue Ranger. Yeah. But just because colour coding, like Power Rangers are always colour coded and I can't have a bright hair colour like this and not have that be the Power Ranger suit colour. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, turquoise Power Ranger. Nice. Um... What what kind of creature would the Zord be? Have a bunny Zord. Oh, a bunny Zord. Real good at jumping. I would be the Rainbow Ranger. <gasps> and oh. I'd have a Rainbow Battle Links. Of course. <laughs> to, to, to ride in, and my weapon would be Axis. That was part of the question. But there you go. It is now. Um, Still your old plush Freb asks, <laughs> what is the best shape? Girlfriend shape. Girlfriend shape is good shape. Girlfriend shape is good shape. Wife shape is good shape. Wife shape is good shape. Cat shape is good shape. Cat shape is good shape. Friend shape is good shape. Friend shape is good shape. Round. Round. Round is good shape. My first thought thinking about actual geometric shapes was going to be circle. Like a circle or a sphere is a very satisfying shape. Just a nice sphere. Like draw a line around a hamster doing a little ball. Like it's slightly oh. chubby, <laughs> oh. and slightly off, off pure roundness. Oh. No, I, I like just a, a hand, a palm sized. Hold it in one hand. Perfect sphere. That's uh, a, that's a good shape. I mean, I can, I can get my um, contact juggling ball out for you if you like. Contact juggling balls are a good shape. They are, they are good spheres. It's good weight as well. Yeah, that contact juggling ball is the good shape, mm-hmm. or one of the good shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethany Turner asks, who runs Bartertown? Me. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Maggie J. Evans <laughs> asks, uh, how do you think console companies will deal with ballooning game sizes long term? Do you think they will just sell memory units like they do now? Rely on SSDs to get cheaper or something else? Uh, I mean, clearly the plan in the short term is 
wait for SSGs to get cheaper slash sell you expansion cards. Um, Maybe you'll have to take like an SSD to a game store and they'll like business line it down. Oh, oh entirely possible. So Yeah, like I feel like something like that in the long term. We're going to need much faster internet, but then if you've got places like America where Comcast's like, we're capping you to 1.2 gig, uh, 1.2 terabytes next year. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah, 1.2 terabytes, how frequently? Uh, I think that's monthly. That's not the end of the world monthly, but it's still not good that caps are happening. But Im- like, imagine you've just bought a new yeah. console. And you're like, oh, I want to get like a few of the new games and like maybe watch some something 4K because I have yeah. a thing that displays in 4K. Like that's it gone. Yeah, yeah. That 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 first two days I had the Series X. Yep, there we go. Like I've heard people like on Twitter talking about the fact like, oh yeah, 1.2 terabytes is not a lot, especially if you're working from home at the moment. Yeah. Like people are getting through this stuff. Like if if we were limited, like the oh. movies we watch, the streaming we do. The the fact that you send me AA files via like Google yeah Drive. rather than put them on a USB stick and bring them down, I mean I think the transfer speed would actually be slower. Yeah, but like yeah, there's it's not difficult to get through that. We I I think soon in the short term it's probably going to be SSDs. Yeah, they're going to get smaller. They're going to get more easy to be carried around. Next gen games back on cartridges. Basically? Yeah. But but yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, Rob Sothoff asks, uh, top three things to put in your Xbox vent. Crayons, number one, clearly. Mm-hmm. That's a that is a perfect crayon hole. Yep. Um Hmm. The blood of your enemies? I, I mean it give it a nice spray across the walls <laughs> as they hit the fan. Yep. I reckon like a straw would fit in there pretty perfectly. A straw. Yeah, that's that's a good straw-sized hole. You 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 definitely damage the fan blades, but yeah, you will. But dunk <laughs> hole is size and shape. Must hole put a thing of size and shape in hole. Can I get a little finger in there? Not quite. No, we need a toddler. Quick, can we borrow a toddler? <laughs> we need What's a long-fingered more? toddler. <laughs> I need a long-fingered, cunning-fingered toddler <laughs> <laughs> to go out onto the streets of Victorian London. <laughs> Put their fingers in Xbox vents. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next question? Uh, Patrixilent. I think I got that right first time. Uh, asks, what's your favourite Souls game? Oh. Mm. Uh. Oh, sorry. What's your favourite sword in Souls game? Oh, what's my favourite sword? Oh, oh, I was going to say Bloodborne. Bloodborne is not a sword in a Souls game. Um... I I like the sides. <laughs> I I I honestly like anything that is big and two-handed. Um, Zweihander. Zweihander. Um, I I I really like so any. I like the transforming shape ones from Bloodborne are all pretty cool. It's like oh, it's got a different form. I can swap it round. I didn't get that far. Uh, Rathclav asks. I realise that you're queer, and I totally agree. You're both quite pleasant. But are you really strangers at this point? I mean, certainly not to each other. Not to each other, but I, I, you know, I hope that perhaps you're, if you're the kind of person that listens to this show a lot and likes it, perhaps you're sharing it with other people. And to those people, we are strangers. Indeed. I'm sure that every episode there is a stranger out there to whom we are the queer and pleasant strangers. 
We may not be that forever for everyone, but we are someone's queer and pleasant stranger. Everyone is a queer and pleasant stranger to someone. Indeed. Also, there's like 99% of the planet we will never meet, so we will always be queer and pleasant strangers to them. But perhaps they'll feel like they know us a bit better by listening to our podcast that you've shared. Thank you very much for sharing. We super appreciate it. Yay! Uh, V. Martin writes, asks, I have a long-standing debate with my family. Is the Grinch a cat or a dog? The Grinch has a dog for a pet. So, I think it would be weird for the Grinch to be a dog, because then you get into a whole Pluto, Pluto and Goofy situation. I don't think he's a cat. Uh, I did see an answer to this on Twitter that I think is the correct answer. <laughs> he's a mean one. He's a mean one. That's what he is. he a cat or a dog? No, he's a mean one, Mr. Grinch. I think he's just a Grinch. And he's that's just, okay. He's just a Grinch. He's just a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You know, it doesn't have to be a cat or a dog. Yeah. He can be cat-like I, and dog-like. I, I, I think on this debate I land on, he's not a dog. Not a dog. Not a dog. I, I, will, I will put my stake on that. Not a cat. Yeah, he's a gone-off orangutan. <laughs> what if sloth orangutan? Uh, Imp Emissary asks, uh, do you think the growth of groups like Able Gamers and the praise of accessibility options being added uh, to games will help convince companies to join in and add more options too, even the ones that have been dragging their feet on doing so? Oh, I mean, one... you do a series about this. Oh, 100%. Like, th- this year has been a really good year for... Um... Making a point to big publishers that that accessibility is profitable. Um, IGN had accessibility focused reviews of both the new consoles. Um, that like that that's a thing I never would have expected to see. Um, I think we're already starting to see Sony do it with like, hey, The Last of Us Two picked up a bunch of good praise. Let's do a lot of that stuff in mm. Spider Man. Um, I think it's becoming a more mainstream part of the conversation, which can only help. Nice. Which is good, yeah. I feel I feel like I've started doing the series at a nice precipice. Yeah, I think you've you've come in well. <laughs> Have I now? Uh, Squally Canto asks, if you could be any animal that's ever existed, what animal would you choose? The one that exists now. I'd just be a little bunny. You'll be a bunny. I will. Yeah. I will. I will be uh, a lynx. Yeah. Uh, with giant paws and big pointy ears. No, 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 eat me. No, we'll protect Bun Bun. <laughs> Yay! Protect for love, take Bun Bun for little rides. Yay! Yay! And your ears can go flippity flappity. <gasps> okay, this is, this is the dream. This is the dream. <laughs> this is our fairy fairy dream. <laughs> uh, Future Fishy asks Are there any features from past console generations that you miss or would like to make a comeback, assuming that they would be implemented properly slash better than they were originally? GameCube lunchbox handle. Oh, the GameCube handle. More handles. Yeah, every every console should have a carry handle built into it. I mean, especially the fucking Xbox. Oh, God, yeah. Both these new consoles, I need a thing to carry them via. Um, second screen? I really liked the Wii U. I love the, the idea of the Wii U. I'm sad that it will never be a thing again. I want it to be a thing someday. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you have two switches, you can use a second switch. <laughs> like, okay, the switch. I mean, you can sync them together yeah. for games. Why the, not? The Switch Two has come out. You use the Switch Two to play your games, and then the Switch One as your secondary screen. Oh. Yeah, that's Why how. I just hope the Switch Two is just like flip. Oh, there's a second screen. Well, I mean that too. 
We're due another Switch, surely. Yeah, the, all the rumours of 2021 is going to be the year. Really? Yeah. It doesn't feel like that long, but... Uh, well, it seems like it's not going to be a full sequel. It's going to be like Switch Pro, like the new 3DS and the gotcha. D- Game Boy SP, etc. I would have liked to have seen another like glasses-free 3D implementation. Yeah. Preferably one that didn't give me a fucking headache. Yeah. Like, because I would love to experience um, Link Between Worlds again. Oh, yes. That was so good. It it's, was good, but it yeah. was done in like a day and a half. Yeah. Because I think if you've played enough Zelda games, that was one of the ones where you can just walk through it without any great difficulty. Yeah, the fact that it was the existing map from Link to the Past. Yeah, I mean, didn't... the dungeons were all switched up. Yeah, but there was a lot of familiarity yeah, to work definitely. within. Definitely. Uh, Becky asks, Hi, Becky, I love you. I love you. Uh, yogurt, is it overrated? And is my dungeon full of it? Your dungeon is full of yogurt. Um, da- if Daddy Pig says it, it's true. <laughs> uh, is yogurt overrated? Um, it's... Is it rated? I, I don't know. I, I don't hear anyone hyping up yogurt. Yeah. Um, yogurt is worse ice cream. I mean, I suppose it depends if you freeze it. Like, yeah, even then, Froyo's not great because it's got it's, that kind of bitterness to it. Yeah, it's. I I don't know. There's, it's a midpoint. Do Do you want milk or do you want ice cream? You can't make up your mind. I guess have a yogurt. Are you out of custard? <laughs> I I've never been a great yogurt person. I'll occasionally enjoy like a yogurt textured like a like a chocolatey dessert. Sometimes it's in that sort of yeah, in that yogurty category, but I've never gone like, oh, just some plain Greek yogurt, please. I used to eat a lot of like Greek yogurt and honey. Yeah. Way back in the day. When my parents spent a lot of time in Greece. Ah. They just I think it was like one of the few things they bought back, so there was a lot of like yogurt and honey kicking about the house. And for me it was an excuse to eat honey. Well, I mean it's that's the thing. I never when I think about yogurt, I never think about the yogurt itself. I think about the yogurt as a delivery system. I oh I think about like strawberry from Oshray. Oh No bits, just strawberry from Oshray. Oh, okay. I could I could get on board with a strawberry from Oshray. <laughs> Well, like, even just a nice strawberry yoghurt. Yeah. Like, I like the gloopiness. I like I like the, the good fruit flavour. Oh, God. I don't I... want bits in it particularly, because I'm having a lot flashbacks to, what was the brand of, like, yoghurt in a tube? Uh, Petit Falou. Uh, yeah. Was that Froobs? Fro- Froobs. Froobs, that's it. Just a tube full of yoghurt. Just a squishy yoghurt tube. That mm-hmm. more... I think I think why I don't like yogurt is more than once having like ah there's a frube in my lunch oh no it's exploded now my my bag is full of yogurt your bag is full of yogurt yeah that's an unpleasant <laughs> experience if Danny Pig says it it must be true <laughs> um, Joseph Adams asks do you think there's light at the end of the tunnel regarding to UK turfiness no. I wish I, the answer was otherwise. I, I, but right now, I think no. there may be a light at the end of the tunnel. I can't see it yet. Right now, it feels like we're still going deeper into the tunnel. Super play. Uh, Larry Ellingby asks, "Is endless screaming, but with a question mark at the end, a question?" Ah! <laughs> Is there? You a, a rising inflection at the end yeah. of this, the endless screaming. Ah! 
Um, yes. Theoretically, yes. Remember to get the rising inflection in there. Uh, Samuel West asks, um, I'm putting together a small fountain and need decorative rock ideas. Any suggestions? Sparkly ones. Sparkly ones. <laughs> I'm pyrite. It's glittery and cheap. <laughs> glittery ones. Um, oh. Something something's nice underwater. Um, orange calcite? Ooh. Oh. It, it looks like a like a, a cider lolly that someone sucked uh, a lot. Um, don't use magnesium. That's a bad rock to put in a in a pond. Yeah, avoid the cesium. <laughs> avoid most yeah. of the isms. Yeah, they 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 do not like being <laughs> rocks in ponds. Yeah, no no potassium, no cesium, yeah. no francium. Exactly. Avoid those. <laughs> so shiny but not radioactive or explosive <laughs> don't do the rocks that will explode on the water mm-hmm. although fizzy fizzy fun times <laughs> bath bomb bath bomb is a kind of rock it's a, it's a dissolving rock it's an effervescent rock the effervescent rock <laughs> uh, that is all the questions <laughs> well then time for this do you know what I want to see more do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How are you doing? Yeah, I am uh, exhausted. Yeah, same. Feeling a bit under the weather. Same. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you been up to much? Oh, you know, watching me family talk about how they're going to meet up at Christmas oh. from all across the country. Yeah, I uh, yeah, well, I had to deal with a lot of that recently. Like, oh, we, you know, we we popping around your area. We're gonna go and see your brother and 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 you know, drop some things off to him. Like, oh, but why? Yeah, and then we're gonna go out for a nice meal in the office. What? What? Why? We're we're in lockdown. Why are you doing this? Well, no, we won't be in lockdown, will we? Because all oh, they're lifting the lockdown for a few days. Just oh, like. It's infuriating, isn't it? It is so infuriating because I remember at the beginning of this, like, being maybe a little bit cocky. Yeah. Like, at the beginning of this, going, yeah, you know, I read the World Health Organization recommendations and, um, you know, and their projections, and based on that, that we would probably be, you know, out of the far side of this by by February. Yeah. You know, I committed to that. Like, I realised summer was gone. I, you know, I'd, I'd written off everything... You know, leading up up to February, I'd accepted that I probably wasn't going to be doing anything for my birthday. You know, yeah. wasn't going to be, you know, do anything with the summer. You know, wasn't going to get out and about like that. And then, like now, we're looking at it dragging into twenty twenty one. Yeah, and partly because of you know not having proper lockdowns and then, yeah. you know, you know, lifting it for you know this that and the other, but you know, not this that and the other for everyone. You know, exactly. just if it affects. Western white folk. Yeah, exactly. Like it's been lifted for a few days for Christmas. Where was it being lifted? You know, for uh, for various other religions. Uh, Where was it days? for Eid? Where was it for Diwali? Exactly. You know, uh, it's also just as point. The virus does not take a few days off of transmitting to people. No, no, it doesn't. And you know, the the thing annoyed me the most was um, Boris saying, "Oh, we deserve it for Christmas." Well, as a lot of people deserve it for a lot of reasons for their, for their religious holidays as well, yeah. and you 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 told them the fucking night before. Exactly, like you know, there's stuff that I desperately want to do in the coming months. Like uh, you know, I've got stuff coming up in February. I was really hoping to do in person, and that's not going to happen. But 
people are dying at ever escalating rates and now is not the time to go oh we deserve a freebie right let's have a freebie you know let's drag this out just a little bit longer because we can we can't you know let's just have one extra spike it's christmas yeah just a little extra spike you know we'll only kill a few thousand more people you know it's it's infuriating and you know you know what what little hope i had for you know things being nearly at an end is is starting to drift away and i've i feel like i've generally speaking dealt pretty well with the whole of this lockdown thing yeah. and in in the last week or so the the fact that it feels like it's actually still going to be dragging on a while while we're looking at pictures from around the world of oh yeah we had a festival last week because yeah. we had a proper lockdown, we dealt with it. We didn't bitch about wearing fucking masks, yeah. and we made sure that people weren't going to be, you know, immediately homeless and jobless and everything else, because we decided to have a proper lockdown. It is whereas funny. the government with their fucking yeah. half-assed stuff and you know they're it, yeah. lifting it for here and there and oh, but you can go to a restaurant. Oh, you can go out and eat with your meal. Oh, well you're as encouraged you. to eat out to help out. And then talking about the fact they're going to eat out to help out a second time, even though they've related eat out to help out with another spike. It it is funny. It is funny how the countries that have had, you know, numbers have never plateaued, have just gone up and up and up, are the ones where people refuse to wear masks and we're not properly locking down or supporting people so that they can stay home. Funny that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's infuriating. Well, you know, if, if you're not doing anything on Christmas Day, I would love to spend some time with you virtually over the uh, over the internet. Yeah, have, sure. have a catch up on the day. Maybe. Well, you know, I was thinking maybe you know do another one of these Discord things and you know hang out with you know some friends on, on Discord. Yeah, you know, the, the people who aren't doing anything on, on UDP Day. Yeah, be lovely. Yeah, yeah. virtual hug, mate. Virtual hug. <sighs> I was going to say, I didn't think it'd be long before we'd finally get a, a real one of these, but... Uh, well, we'll get there. It'll happen. I hope so, mate. I hope so. <sighs> right, I, th- I think I need to just probably go to bed, mate. Yeah, yeah, not going to stay up and play video games. <laughs> oh, there is that age of calamity. Yeah, I've heard yeah, good things about yeah, it. Yeah. So, Laura. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays us bills. As little as a dollar a month means I can do this full time. Uh, you can find all my stuff at laurakbuzz.com, be it written articles, freelance features, any of that stuff. You can also get that by going to laurakbuzz.gay, because... That URL exists. I think you can email me at Laura K. Laura K. Buzz at get it. Laura at Laura K. Buzz dot gay. I believe is an email address I I possess. Wow. Yeah, it's I good. couldn't afford the dot gay for me. Oh, uh, the dot gay's got the cheaper, and mine was one of the lucky, not too expensive ones. Yeah, the 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 ones that seem to be more expensive seem to be chosen completely arbitrarily. Oh, very much so. Um. Other than that, every Friday, YouTube accessibility. It's about accessibility and representation in the games industry. I Go, edit that. Yeah, you edit that, and I I do the other bits of that. You do. Um, there is. I've got myself all out of order. Um, nice one. No, that's not yet. Um, Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a Twitch stream. 10 p.m. UK, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, there are books. Uncomfortable labels. It's out now. It's about being an autistic trans person. It's a book where you get books or an audio book on laurakbuzzstore.com. 
There's Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is an illustrated, silly and serious coffee table book of video game character butt reviews. Some of the contributors have started to get their copies. I saw. Backer copies are going to get to people soon. It's out February 4th, 2021. Also, Gender Euphoria, it is an anthology of non-cis people's just positive gender-affirming stories. With 10,000 commas. 10,000... No, actually probably about 10,000 <laughs> commas. A lot of commas. Um, I spent today doing edits on that. There's a lot of commas to yes or no to. Um, that's coming out June 10th, 2021, and you should check that out. Also, podcasts, Pixel Squirt, it's about video game porn. Podquisition, your favourite video games, are they great or perfect? And Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, they're all self-contained stories. I'm also on a podcast with you that isn't this one. Polyamory, it's yeah. a 5th edition real play podcast with questionable morals. We are getting to the really good juicy bits. Uh, you recently crashed a very fancy high society party. <laughs> a high elf society party. <laughs> and and you, you've used their gate to go somewhere mysterious. Yeah. I'm very excited for the next episode to go up. <laughs> I've been sitting on this for six months. Yep. It's the return of a very cool character. Amongst other things. Um yeah, that's uh, that that's the most important one. I have I have my own Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month you can help me justify a sixty-nine nice hour work week. Uh that's right, it's gone down a little bit recently. That's because I've moved some of my work to a different time of day. Woo! Woo! It's very nice. Um yeah. Uh yeah, that's patreon.com slash stoned monkey radio uh for ten dollars a month and up you can get early access to queer and pleasant strangers. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I also have I design t-shirts. They're available on my Redbubble. I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. I do this podcast and I do Polyarmory and... Oh, I've, if you fancy like going right back into my archives, I did a show called The Program, which was a horror podcast. Remember The Program? It's like yeah. three years ago now. Oh, God, was it that long? Yeah, that's weird to think about. Yeah. Um, all of my stuff can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac, that's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. That's all of my stuff, pretty much. Laura, will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. Mm-hmm.